After the Affair podcast with me, Luke Shillings, is here to help you process, decide, and move forward on purpose following infidelity. Together, we'll explore what's required to rebuild trust not only in yourself, but also with others. Whether you stay or leave, I can help. And no matter what your story, there will be something here for you. Let's go. Hello to you all and welcome to episode number 17 of the After the Affair podcast with myself, Luke Schillings. When was the last time that you told a lie? Today? Yesterday? A week ago? A month ago? Was it a serious lie or just an innocent white lie? What is a lie? Well, it's an intentionally false statement and they are typically used with the intention of deceiving or misleading other people. But why do we lie? People lie for a variety of reasons. One of the most common reasons is to protect either themselves or those around them. For example, someone might lie about their whereabouts to protect themselves from being caught in a situation they should not be in. Similarly, a person may lie to protect someone else, such as a loved one who made a mistake. And we can talk about this a bit more later. Another common reason people lie is to gain some kind of advantage. I mean, who listening has ever lied on a job application to make themselves appear more qualified? It's also not uncommon for a person to lie in court to try and sway the judge or jury in their favour. How about avoiding punishment? A child may lie to their parents about breaking a vase in order to avoid being punished. Or... An employee may lie to their boss about why a project is behind schedule in order to avoid disciplinary disciplinary action. In some cases, people may have a tendency to lie as a result of a personality disorder or mental health condition. For example, a person with antisocial personality disorder may habitually lie as a means of manipulation and control. But for the sake of this episode, that is not an area that we'll be focusing on specifically. People, sometimes, may simply lie to conceal the truth. A person may lie about their age on an online dating profile to avoid being judged or rejected in advance. Or, how many times have you said, I'm fine, when really you are hurting inside, but don't believe others will care? It's times like these when the simplest, innocent lies can have the greatest impact in a person's life. There are many reasons why people lie. Lying can be detrimental to relationships and trust. The effects it has on our relationships is almost immeasurable, which raises the question, is lying really necessary? Almost all of me wants to say no, but there is a little slither of something within me that resists that notion. Why is that there? Is it because I have found it useful in the past? Is it reserved for those specific one-off occasions whereby it's the only option? Is it because I've been taught throughout my life that white lies are okay? But are white lies okay? Let's look at an example. Imagine you had a surprise party planned for someone and chose to withhold this information. The person in question then asks if you have any plans on the exact date that you'd planned the surprise. You quickly and seamlessly fabricate a white lie to keep the surprise, well, a surprise. On the surface, this is done with the best of intentions. But what's the lesson, though? At the time of the actual surprise, this person will now have witnessed you 
effortlessly lie to their face without as much as a whimper of hesitation. What does that say about the relationship on a deeper level? Lying is a learned behaviour. As a parent myself, I'm conscious of what lies, if any, I tell my children. When children see adults in their lives telling lies, it teaches them two things. A. It's okay to lie. And B. I can't trust everything daddy says. With those two statements alone, I do not feel good about lying to my children, whether it's a white lie or not. So that brings up the biggest question of all. Santa. Now, naturally, everybody will have their opinion on this. In all honesty, on reflection, I think I would have preferred to have been truthful about it. But I also love to see the excitement on my children's faces on Christmas morning when they have believed that their presents have been delivered by the big man himself. Am I being selfish? I'll let you decide. I've told many lies through the course of my life, very few major ones, but many smaller, seemingly harmless ones, or at least that's how they felt at the time. The hardest thing about lying is that it requires constant maintenance. Who have you said what to? What did you say? When? Simply tracking the life and consequence of what seemed like an innocent spur-of-the-moment lie requires a huge effort. It's in this maintenance that causes all lies long-term to be unsustainable. Once on the slippery slope, it takes a lot to stop. Let me take you back to 1993. I had just turned 13. I was stood in the office of the assistant headmaster of my school. There was just me, him and another teacher present. Earlier that day I'd been involved in an incident with three other children, to which I was in part to blame. I was terrified and uncertain of what would happen next. I knew it wasn't good, so many things flashed through my mind as I stood there whilst he began to ask questions. The temptation to lie was high. I'd not spoken to the other lads involved, I didn't know what they had said, so I told the truth. I recounted the whole thing exactly as it happened. I actually felt pretty good about it, but as it turned out, the other three lads had been able to talk to each other and come up with their own story. They all told the same story, which obviously was different to mine, so it looked like I was lying. I remember feeling intense pressure as the consequences of not telling the truth were being laid out to me, but I was telling the truth. I was in that office for what seemed like hours, and as the time went by, my story began to change. I tried to second-guess what it was they wanted me to say, to perhaps align with what the other lads had said. It was a losing battle, of course, because... I got lost in a tale of lies and kept stumbling back and forth. In the end, I was suspended from school for lying. It was less than two weeks before Christmas and my mum's disappointment was probably the biggest punishment. I felt very unsettled about the whole experience and remember coming away thinking, what's the utility in telling the truth if no one believes you? Of course, as I recall it now, almost 30 years later, There may have been other factors to consider and my recollection is tainted at best. But the thought remained. The other lads were punished less harshly for their dishonesty because it was a collective dishonesty. For those who have gotten to know me, uh, I like to think quite a lot and recalling this situation got me thinking. Why did I change my story? Why did I lie? It didn't take long to find the answer. It was fear. I was afraid of the potential consequences. 
I was afraid that my character was in question. I was afraid that in some way I wasn't good enough. The reality was I was lying to myself about these things. I was telling myself that I would feel better if the teachers believed what I was saying, even if what I was saying was a lie. When we question our own value and character, we often do so through how we imagine others judge or value our character. We end up chasing some imaginary idea of how others think we should be. Now let's look at this from the perspective of taking responsibility. We do not get to control what other people think and feel about us. The same is true the other way around. Other people do not get to control what we think and feel about ourselves unless we tell ourselves that they have that control. Think of a TV remote control. It can change channels, increase and decrease the volume, adjust the contrast and the brightness, among many other things. Now imagine that you are the TV and you have given the remote control to somebody else. This is exactly what goes on in so many relationships. One person has control of the other, not because they have necessarily taken that control, but because that control has been gifted to the other person. Do you want to be a TV? What about infidelity? Well, we all know that many lies are told to deceive the betrayed and delay the truth from being revealed. But that's not where I want to go with this. In addition to the pain felt by the betrayed by the actions of their unfaithful partner, another common thing we struggle with is later discovering that other people knew about the affair and didn't say anything. Let's say you discovered by chance that your friend's wife was having an affair. You all got on well, your wife was friends with his wife, your kids are friends with their kids. You also share numerous mutual friends throughout the neighbourhood. You are unsure as to how to handle this new information. You want to do something about it, so you decide to discuss it with your wife first. You tell her what you know, but collectively decide between you that you will leave it a few days, maybe a week, to see if anything else happens. Neither of you want to feel responsible for breaking up a friend's marriage after all. The days go by, maybe even a few weeks, and then you see something else. This time you decide enough is enough. You tell your wife that you are going to go and confront your friend's wife with the information you have, the two sightings. But your wife is horrified at the idea. I was only with her the other day. If you confront her now, she'll know that I knew. I I don't want her to not trust me. Now you feel even more conflicted. You're stuck between being a good friend and being a good husband. You begin to question yourself. Could what I saw have been interpreted in a different way? Am I blowing things out of proportion? Maybe it's better left unsaid. They seem to get happy together after all. Unbeknown to you, the neighbours across the road, mutual friends, have had the exact same dynamic happening in their household. You end up chatting with a neighbour who mentions that he has seen something. Before you know it, half the street knows what's going on, but your original friend has been left isolated, and ultimately, all you have done is assisted in facilitating the affair. This clearly is not a situation that most people would want to be in, but it's complicated. Each person is more worried about what other people think, and as a result, keeps the lies and deceit alive. For those who have been betrayed and experienced a situation like this, Just remember that each and every person has similar judgments about themselves. Most people want to fit in and not to stand out in any way, to remain part of the group. Their choice not to tell you has almost nothing to do with you and almost everything to do with them.
they are just human, just like you, and trying to navigate their world in much the same way. For those of you who have witnessed an affair and have the option of telling the betrayed party, well, ask yourself, would you feel better knowing that one person is lying to you, your spouse, or many people are lying to you? I'll let you decide. In conclusion, I regret every lie that I've told, even the harmless ones. On reflection, there are ways in which I could have told the truth and still had the desired outcome. It took a bit more thinking from me and it was not always easy, but that's because for many years it was habit. If this behaviour was learned, then it must have been taught by friends, loved ones, experiences like my own at school, television, magazines, even song lyrics, they all play a part in the way we communicate our truth. There is no need or utility in blame, but I choose to no longer be part of that problem. So the next time you feel yourself searching for that innocent lie, ask yourself, how would you feel if the same lie were told to you? Now, I know how it feels to be on the receiving end of the lie, especially when those lies are coming from the person that you loved and trusted. I hear you, I see you, and I understand how difficult it can be to simply talk about this stuff. You didn't ask to be in this situation and you didn't expect to be here any more than I did. If you've been on the fence about taking the next step, perhaps you've been hovering over that scheduler call button, you owe it to yourself to find the happiness that is available to you on the other side of infidelity. Don't stay stuck anymore. Let's talk. There is so much to look forward to and I will help you make it a reality. Book that call. I'll speak with you soon.